Good afternoon. Welcome to the Darian America Show, the United States champion of justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. We are here right now on WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. Yes, I love it, I love it, I love it. And it is beautiful outside, one of the prettiest days of 2019. No, it's 2020, yeah. Let you know where I'm at. I'm a whole nother year beyond everybody. But it's a beautiful day out today. And I have with me, of course, as always, my incredible, my sensational, my beautiful producer, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. Hello, Nancy. Hello, Darian. You are so flattering. Thank uh, you so much. Flattery gets you everywhere. Uh, well, some <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Just some places. Don't get it twisted now. <laughs> I love it, man. So I definitely want to start the show off by saying congratulations to my man, 50 Graham, my boy from Monterey, my man, Brian Horton, and the new Mrs. Karen Horton. Congratulations. They jumped the broom this past weekend. Man, they did it. I'm so proud of them. And I'm going to be honest with you, One of the, and he's going to be mad and fight me on this, but that's my boy, man. I've, you know what? I can honestly say I've never seen Brian mad. He does not. And he may get mad, but it takes a lot. But one of my main reasons for definitely wanting to be one of his groomsmen, I had to make sure that he was doing this, man. I wanted, like, a witness. I wanted to be there and see Brian turn in his player's card. I had to, <laughs> Karen, like, shut your mouth, boy. He been turned his player's card in when he met me. You doggone right. And I want to say this. She was so, well, she was beautiful, number one. Every bride is supposed to be beautiful on their day. And she did not disappoint and she did something that I did not anticipate because she had this wonderful entrance where, of course, all of us, we came down an aisle. She came downstairs and everybody like, how's she going to get down them stairs? You know, she had groomsmen and she had the flower boy and flower, well, flower girl. It's never a flower boy. It's the ring bearers. And they was dope, too. They were like security. They, <laughs> they had the rings inside of these briefcases and they were handcuffed to the briefcase. It was awesome. But she did something that I was like, man... That's love. She came down the stairs, and she came in some jazzed-up flip-flops. Because I used to call her America's Next Top Model. Karen is almost six feet tall, and I know she's over six feet in heels. And Brian about 5'10". You know, he's, he's tall, you know, the average size. But she did not want on her day to be taller than her man, so she put on flip-flops. I thought that was dope. And they were, just, they were jazzed up, too. I was like, wow. And I, I got to admit, I had a crush on Lisa Leslie once upon a time. <laughs> so would Lisa have done the same for me? I wouldn't have been mad. Hey, my woman can be seven feet tall. She can be eight feet long as she's healthy. I like tall women. I, man, my first love was like 5'10", light skin, head down her back. Adored her, but she was a little bit crazy. And that's, you know, it is what it is. And she'll tell you to this day, she, she wasn't crazy. She was different. I thought she was crazy. <laughs> when I was in high school, I didn't know no better. But I definitely wanted to say congratulations to the Hortons. I'm proud of them. I'm glad they found love. And, you know, you don't. it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, some people be like, you got to be married at 18, 19, 25. I'm not going to give away her age, but my man Brian, he's well into his 40s. <laughs> so I'm going to throw him under the bus because I swear I'm probably a couple of months behind him. So it's still time for me. And Brian, we always talk smack. It'd be like, man, we're going to wait till we 50. You know, I'm the black George Clooney. I'm going to be 50. Brian didn't wait till he was 50, so I was mad. 
No, I wasn't mad. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm very happy. So let's get right to it. I want to talk about Kenosha. Yeah, I'm talking about Jacob Blake's situation, and I'm talking about the city of Kenosha, because if you're not paying attention to the news, unlike me, <laughs> because I have to do these segments that the station, they run them here, and we run on a bunch of different stations. I mean, this stuff goes to the, the satellite. And I could be very well played on five stations or ten stations as I send out an email every day to these stations for my features. Or I can be featured on more. But Kenosha gave their response to the shooting of Jacob Blake. It, You know me and excuses, man. <laughs> excuses are tools of the incompetent used to build monuments of nothingness. Those who dwell in them seldom succeed. I do not understand why one armed man can shoot another armed man. And Kenosha, they basically threw Jacob Blake under the bus, in my opinion. They said that he was a sex offender and somebody was calling about him keeping their keys. All of these different reasons and responses still do not justify shooting a man in his back. He was walking away. He was walking away. Now, again, I did say last week, if the police are starting, you know, if they got you, comply. <laughs> I know you may be in the right. You may be a thousand percent right. Don't give them a reason because you have to understand something. These men and women who put these uniforms on, how many of them truly wanted to be police? Now, of course, you're going to hear 100 percent. Every one of them is going to say, yeah, I wanted to be a cop when I grew up, you know, as a little kid. You better say that because who goes into an interview and does not say they want to be whatever the interview is? If it's an underwater basket weaver, I'm going to say when I was five years old, I first thoughts were being an underwater basket weaver. Yeah, OK. A lot of these men and women take these positions because the police pay well. In certain jurisdictions. You know, I've had a lot of travels in my life. And part of my traveling, I used to be a security manager. And I was given all of the retail security to deal with because, you know, as my time as a loss prevention manager and agent, I was good. Man, I could catch him. I would catch him in a heartbeat. I had no problem catching him. So this particular company I went to, they said, well, since you were so good at, as an agent, you know, and you were good at managing your team, we're going to give you all of the retail work with no pay. Yeah. The job I was doing, I probably should have been paid at least a bare minimum of $50,000 a year. I was not. But the person who was the manager, he was managing. <laughs> so I would have thought, yeah, that'd probably be the best move to make me be the head of the retail security because I knew what it was to be in retail. But that meant I was on call 24-7, 365. And you better believe when Christmas time rolled around, everybody decided, oh, man, I, I got to go pick up my kids. They're not waiting until late and X, Y, Z. Yeah, okay, I get it. But I was a manager, and I totally get that. So I don't understand why. And we've even seen footage of this. Jacob Blake was in his hospital bed in a shirt and tie, handcuffed, and going through a process of them serving a warrant and he was in court for this warrant that he had forgot about, missed, whatever, from years ago. And they made it a point to prosecute him or at least start the process. 
how long is it going to take before Derek Chauvin steps in front of a jury? How long is it going to take for those officers who shot Jacob Blake to stand in front of a jury? They're going to wait until we've forgotten about it. Yeah, that's what I believe. And if you believe differently or any type of way, call me at 877-711-5611. How do you feel about the proceedings with Jacob Blake? How do you feel about him having to be in his hospital bed in a shirt and tie, handcuffed to the bed, and them serving their warrant on him? Now, don't get me wrong. He, he did his wrongs. And if you've done wrong, you, you're going to pay for it. If they catch you, you're going to pay for it. You know, I've done wrong. The city of Evanston sent me a letter. I got two tickets. You know, I'm, we're parked on a cul-de-sac. <laughs> and if the fire department are coming down this way, it's got to be a problem. I mean, we're in an industrial area in Evanston. But I got two tickets. I shouldn't have gotten them. But I got these tickets, and the city of Evanston made sure they sent out a letter saying to me that I have these tickets. So if my car is parked on an Evanston street, they're going to boot it. During these hard times, COVID-19 be, be damned, they're going to boot my car. That's my fault. I shouldn't have parked where I should have, I shouldn't have parked. Even though, you know, it's no excuse. I should have read the signs. I didn't read the signage, and I parked in a place I shouldn't have parked in. And they're meter readers or whatever have you, they came out and they gave me, a, I got two tickets. So I got to try to pay these tickets. And if I don't pay them, I'm going to be in trouble. Hmm. But we just getting warmed up, y'all. What state are we covering today? Man, make sure you tune in. Call me at 877-711-5611 if you want to be a part of this show. Or you can join me on the WCGO Radio Facebook page. This is the United States Champion of Justice, Fixing America's Issues, One State at a Time. My man 50 Grand, friend to entertain y'all for a minute. Marcellus Wyatt, La La Land. Yep. It's like I'm in La La Land. Take me to La La Land. It's like, oh. You're wondering where I've been I've searched to find this love within Yeah, you are listening to the Darian America Show, WCGO 1590 AM The United States Champion of Justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time My man Marcellus Wyatt, blowing La La Land Y'all need to get a hold of him I mean, that boy ain't never found a microphone he didn't like, and he can sing Adams to Zawiski in through the phone book, and I listen to every single word. So I'm just saying. So we're continuing, y'all. I wanted to touch on this. I want to go a little bit back to Jacob Blake. I'm going to be all over the place a little bit, and I'm going to try to stick to my notes, but notes are notes. I don't like how Kenosha tried to bring up his past. You know, I don't know Jacob Blake personally. There are people in this world that have done some major things. But for the media to get a hold of his background and say that he was a sex offender and he has done things, even if he is a sex offender, <sighs> doggone flies all over the place, man. They, I had a fly bother me during my, my pre-show fist fight. But if that is the case, is this the time to bring that up? 
that had nothing to do with why he was shot in his back. It was poor training by a poor officer that had his gun drawn on him. Shouldn't have. That you don't shoot an unarmed man. You know, there's so many different type of situations where this is happening, and it's starting to become the norm, man. I don't ever want to get numb to that. I've said that before on this show. I don't want to get numb to that. And even if his background is bad, you know, I've mentioned this on the show. If you knew that this young child in front of you was little Adolf Hitler, would you kill him? I mean, he didn't know that he was going to be Adolf Hitler at that time, but you know. Would you stop him? Would I shoot little Derek Chauvin? I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not, well, I ain't shooting nobody. I, I don't believe in guns. That's just me. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, everybody, you need to get concealed and carry. You need the FOID card. I had an FOID card. Wouldn't use the gun. I refuse. That's just me. I, I'm a lover, not a killer. But any event, I don't think it was great that the media, even though they're reporting their story, they're doing their job. I don't like the fact that they put out these things about Jacob Blake, which, to, in my opinion, it tried to lessen our, our thoughts for him. It tried to lessen the fact that he was still a human being and he was unarmed. He was shot in his back by someone who's supposed to serve and protect. And I didn't like the fact that they threw him on trial for something that he did allegedly from his past. They were serving a warrant, and that wasn't the reason why they went there to get him. They found out that he had the warrant allegedly. I don't know. At the end of the day, that man should not have shot him in his back. And that's what it boils down to. You should not be shooting people who aren't armed. You need to think about that. Now, when these people are coming at you and you're defending your life, yes. You know, that 17-year-old boy that ran down the street shooting at people, and then he ran to the police and put his hands up. <laughs> and they, the first car drove past him. They, you know, he was surrendering. Why well, didn't put their knee on his neck? I'm, I'm, I'm not about to get worked up. It's, it's enough of that in the air right now. And again, the sound of one hand clapping. I do this often. It does. It's not loud. It doesn't make that much noise. But I do want to be productive and try to do something better. And this is my platform. So all my police that are listening, and these are friends of mine mostly, <laughs> they're not shooting unarmed people. And I do pray that they get home safely and that they are out there doing their job to the best of their ability. For those who think it's okay to shoot unarmed people, for those who think it's okay to utilize the uniform and the perks that come with it, shut up. I say that a lot now. You, you know better. You know better. And you have to start doing better. I don't want to be sitting here 30 years from now. I'd love to be sitting here 30 years from now if they pay me right. <laughs> but I don't want to be sitting here 30 years arguing about the same thing. So we're going to keep moving forward, man. And my next topic that I like to touch on a lot because it's Im impacting us all is COVID-19. I'm so sick of them in this COVID-19. And then somebody brought to my attention. Now, I do a segment every, every uh, week. I do five, two minutes, five, five minutes called News for You. And it was a segment that I did where it was saying that President Trump wants to push an untested vaccine. It's from London. It's from Britain. They've done their work and they want to start pushing this vaccine. It's not tested all the way, but they want to push it now and they want to have this cure prepared by November. 
What's happening in November, y'all? It is the elections. And I've, I'm in a right-wing Republican radio station, so I hear a lot of what these conservatives say. And there are some Donald Trump apologists. There are some people who are, in my opinion, way on the other side of that. I'm way on the other side of that. I touched on mental illness. I wanted to talk about that. I think my president got some issues. But this has been way too long, and we need to do better as a country. I believe that we should have quarantined for the first 30 days, and during that time, the economy should have been frozen, and we should have been working on this cure. Well, they're constantly working on the cure nonstop. I do believe that. Would you take the COVID-19 vaccine if it's available in November? Give me a call at 877-711-5611. I'm laughing because my producer is shaking her head no. We out of time already, Nancy? Dang. I know. Not out of time. Just a break. <laughs> yeah, we back to Marcellus. Hey, well, <laughs> we gonna, I'm going to keep running my mouth until I can't run my mouth anymore. What state are we covering? It's the state of... Stay with me and find out. Darren America, WCGO 1590 AM, the United States champion of justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. Come back, y'all. Now we going to Fabian Soul. Slim thing. Fabian Soul. Repeat till I hear you moan, going on and on and on and on. Sex so good, baby, wanna play you like my favorite song. And you are so sweet, so bring your body to me. If I hit the right key, will your waterfall flow for me? Hear your body calling. Yep, I'm all up on it. Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Darian America Show, which airs every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 a.m. and 95.9 f.m. in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at Facebook.com slash WCGO Radio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it. Rate it and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. Okay, back to the show. Yes, come and talk to me on the Darian America Show, the United States champion of justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. What state are we covering today, y'all? Ah. In my thoughts together for the very next day. Yeah, all right, that's enough. <laughs> I miss singing too. Man, well, the state we're covering today is the state of travel. I've been talking about it, and what are you doing with your traveling? 
Some people say, man, look here, I'm going to go and kick it and do what I do. What are you doing with your travel? Give me a call at 877-711-5611 if you want to discuss what it is to travel. You know, I was I always mess around with my Facebook family during the commercials. And one of my people said that she ain't spending no more money on no planes. She will be in her car and she's getting ready to drive and go. I'm terrible long distance driving. I mean, you all saw me complaining about driving my son to school and swinging by my daughter's school. And then I came to work. I was wore out and I didn't recover for at least the next four days to have a minimal recovery. But what do you do when you travel? What are you doing? When I travel, if I go to a different state, I want to go and take in the fine dining. I mean, I love to compare Chicago's pizza to everybody's pizza in the state. And trust and believe, it ain't nothing like Chicago's pizza. I don't care if you're from New York, if you're from L.A. I love the Chicago deep dish. And in my older age, I haven't been eating as much deep dish because I can't work all that deep dish off. (laughs) But I want to go and eat their cuisine. I want to go and see their monuments. I want to do karaoke in every place I go. Man, I had a chance to do karaoke in Vegas. I mean, the people, when they heard me singing, they stopped gambling. I mean, the one-arm slot machine, one-arm jack, they stopped him. They, who is Bram McKnight in here? <laughs> I'll just be complimenting myself. You should think I'm, I'm double-jointed. I pat myself on the back so much. <laughs> But no, I want it, man, I enjoy that. I want to go and see what other cities have, and I do compare my city. Can you do that right now with COVID-19? I mean, if you're going to visit your people, I get it. I'm going to see my people. I want to see my aunties, uncles, cousins, <laughs> love interest. <laughs> but you cannot be outside like you want to be. I did a how I see it this week where this father was cursing at the employees. Number one, why are you mad at the employees? They're only doing what they're told to do. If you out there giving the employees grief because they're asking you to put on a mask, that is what they've been told to do. Every day they come to their place of employment. They're, I mean, they're, they're out there doing it. They're putting their life on the line. Let's call a spade a spade. You're putting your life on the line. See, Nancy is well over six feet away from me, and she's behind the glass. So if she didn't want to deal with me, she can be way back there and not deal with me. You know, me and Nancy, we kind of have this thought process about COVID-19. It's like, look, man, they didn't have us quarantined since March. We're going to do what we do. <laughs> but if she wanted to stay behind that glass, I get it. And I still respect her distance. But I don't believe that is the way to fix COVID-19. Because if that were the case, then we should have been fixed it. Everybody been doing social distance, right? Yeah, I'm looking into the camera uh, on Facebook. <laughs> We've done it to the best of our ability. And that's not enough. I said that there may be a cure coming in November. November is an election year. So Donald Trump is running around. And I think he's the one saying it. We ain't finna. That's a shame we can't listen to our president. Because I'd swear, if I ask a lot of Trump supporters, and I were to ask people who aren't Trump supporters, if Donald Trump said, don't wear your mask, would you not wear your mask? I would probably get like a <laughs> 20, 30 percent. And I'm just being facetious with the, the total. I have not done this, this type of investigation. But a lot of people be like, man, I'm putting my mask on. 
And when you walking around without your mask, you get looks from people. They looking at you like, um, you might need to put that on. So why am I traveling right now? Because I'm tired of being in the house. <laughs> I don't want to just sit here. I have a three-room house. Not three-bedroom. <laughs> I'm in three rooms. So, yeah, I get frustrated. And I can understand you get frustrated. You are used to doing things. Man, karaoke was a staple of mine for the past 10 years. I can't do karaoke right now. And I say that on the regular. People are calling me like, man, we still want you to DJ. I'm a little nervous for DJing people's parties right now. Because they're all going to come up to me like, man, can you play this? Can you play? And that's a DJ rule. If you're at a party and there's a DJ there, don't bother the DJ. <laughs> Let the person whose party it is be the one to go to the DJ and say, can you play this? They should be submitting a playlist before you even start. But nobody does that. It's, it's very frustrating as a DJ for every five minutes somebody want to hear a song. And then they don't even dance to the song. They ain't out there. They ain't, they ain't dance. I just want to hear it. You go put your iPod on. You can put your headphones in and sit there and while I'm doing my thing. I hate when people come up to me and ask me to play songs. But I'll do it because I'm that type of guy. I'm just a compensator. I, <laughs> I want to compensate you. But I'm not traveling anywhere, y'all. That's me. I'm not going to these clubs right now. That's me. I come to work. I go home. I mean, I'll commiserate every now and again. I may go to a small gathering or I may have a small gathering, which I, I want to do more of, but can't do them right now. I ain't traveling. I'm not risking it. I'm too important in my mind. I'm too important. Maybe it's the mental illness kicking in, but I'm not going anywhere. That doesn't mean you can't go anywhere. I would love to know what you're doing when you go. Because if you're traveling from your home with your mask on and you're going to another state with your mask on and you're going to visit your people with your mask, you don't know if they got COVID-19. You love them and you want to be around them, but you don't know. And you're putting yourself in a position to be like, you know what? I'll risk it. Because you can survive COVID-19. And everybody that's traveling right now, they believe you can survive it. Can you survive it? I asked last week for people to put what they did on my Facebook page. We need to take care of each other at this point because the scientists right now, they working hard. They're trying. You know, they recently, the doctors from the United, from U of I in Chicago, they said they can actually test saliva now. So they ain't got to jam that bone cotton swab up your nose. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I haven't really, I don't want the test because I don't want nobody sticking a long cotton swab up my nose. But now they've got to the point where, okay, we can test it. We can test your saliva. Good. When are y'all going to cure it? And I asked one of my people today, you know, I've been asking, if would you take the vaccine if it comes out in November? But if you could have that vaccine right now, what would you do? Is it free? If it's made in America, is it free? What if the Chinese come out with the vaccine first? You all do understand that we're $10 trillion in debt to the Chinese, right? Even though they say that this started in China from wet markets where they were eating stuff that they had no business eating, they say it came from bats. I have a hard time believing that. I feel like if you eat something that is 
poisonous or venomous or you shouldn't be eating it. It's going to make you sick. I don't know if it'll cause this thought process to everybody else. It'll make other people sick that way. The air that you breathe will cause you to make the next person sick and the next person sick. I don't think that came from an animal. Some One of my people said, well, maybe it's not them eating them animals. It's the things they're doing with the animals. Ugh. Ew. All these beautiful women out here, and you want to go put your private part <laughs> in an animal. <sighs> it ain't an animal in this world that's prettier than the ugliest woman. <laughs> I will say that out loud. There is not an animal in this world that is prettier than the ugliest woman. So if that's where it came from, people out there putting their private parts or letting animals put their private parts in them and they cause COVID-19, shame on you. I don't know if that's the real cause of it, man, but I don't believe it came from eating an exotic animal. As human beings, we're not supposed to eat flesh anyway. Our teeth are not designed to tear through the flesh of an animal raw. So why are we eating animals? We have to cook them to a certain extent, and they got to be cooked well enough. You can't eat no pig unless it's cooked well. Like people say, I don't eat pig. Pigs are disgusting. I, man, bacon is good. I'm sorry. I love bacon. I love ham. But I don't eat raw bacon. I don't. And this is all supposed to be about travel. I want to know where you're going. You're still traveling. Be safe. We're coming up on the fourth quarter, y'all. The, Chron the Chronicles of the American Night is on the Darian America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Cash 95.9 FM, the United States Champion of Justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. Y'all know I love me some D-Silk. As a matter of fact, the name is on the back of my shirt today. Let me show off real quick to the family, the Funky Finger family. Yes, I miss y'all. Got my Funky Finger production shirt on right now. All right, I'm getting inboxes and stuff. Folks got stuff to talk about. Bruh, you should have been saying something about that. But that's okay. We'll talk about it. I'm here. I'm always here. So, the Chronicles of the Americanite, brought to you by WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> but let's go. Dear Darian, I've been dealing with this female for quite a while now. She has confessed her love for me very early on in our relationship. Uh-oh. She has been talking about marriage a lot lately. I think she has the bug because a few of her friends have been getting married lately. I'm still deciding if I like her that way, and I'm leaning towards not seeing that in our future. What should I do? Mmm. You know, I always throw the first curveball to my producer extraordinaire, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. What's up, Nancy? You get the first crack. Okay. <laughs> I know. You always get me up to bat first. Yeah. All right. Um, You are leaning towards not seeing that in your future. Yep. Well, I've got to ask why. Mm. Why are you leaning toward not seeing it? Mm. And if she feels this way about you, mm -hmm. I certainly hope you didn't cross any lines with this young lady. Whoa. Uh, because that would just be kind of cruel if you weren't really sure about your future with her. Mm. But see, you kind of make, let me rephrase that. Mm -hmm. We kind of fall in love mm. when we're getting that attention. Mm. And we feel that it's reciprocated. Mm. So if you're not sure about it, I'd be real careful about crossing certain lines. 
And I would be very honest with her. Ah, yeah. See, don't let question. don't prolong the agony if it's not there. That's the key word. Honesty mm-hmm. is the best policy. I mean, I would question how long you've been dealing with this young lady. You know, that'd be my first question. And like Nancy said, why aren't you trying to marry her? Why not? You know, I don't think she needs to push the envelope, though. You know, she shouldn't be forcing. You can't. She can't hold a gun to you. I mean, well, that's shotgun wedding. Her dad should do that. But she shouldn't be pressing you that hard. You know, if you're not leaning towards that in the future, why not? What is it that she can do to become that lady that you want to marry? Is it something that you're looking to do in your life? See, some people don't want to be married. I mean, hey, I always holler. Well, I used to holler, and I I don't holler that anymore because I feel differently now. But when I was in my early 30s, I would always say, I'm the black George Clooney. I want to wait till I'm 50. Hey, I ain't never getting married. Well, older me has decided, you know what? I'm getting lonely in my old age. And I always say I'm old. And people be like, you're not old. But I can't do this forever. So what is it that this lady is not giving you that will cause you not to want to marry her? And if you're not really seeing it, bro, don't, man, you don't wake up every day to be miserable. I don't know one person in this world who wakes up every day to say, I want to be miserable. You need to have that conversation with her. Either tell her to slow it down. That's why I say, I wonder how long you've been dealing with her. Slow down. You know, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Take your time. I don't care that we don't have as much time as we want, but you don't run into something that you don't want to do. And if she ain't the one, get the hell out of there, bruh, because she's going to be looking for you to be that one. And if you don't want to be that one, you need to tell her. So, as Nancy said, honesty, best policy. Okay. Moving right along. Dear Darian, my boyfriend has been very sickly. He had some kind of ailment since I've known him. I definitely want a future with him, but I see that it will involve a lot of me taking care of him going forward. I know if he ever gets to that point of us becoming one, this is going to be my life going forward. I have had very healthy men coming at me and even one I would consider dating. Should I follow my heart or should I go for the better situation? Ooh. Mm. Nancy, what you think? I don't know. I just got a whole bunch of ick. Mm. (laughs) Um, Well, because you say you definitely want a future with him, but then you're saying you can you consider dating somebody else. Mm. That doesn't sound like a very strong future. And I got to tell you, my friend, Mm. it is in good times and bad times in sickness and in health. So if this new healthy man gets sick, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. So. I, I think I would take a really hard, strong look on how you really feel about this man. Because if you're questioning it, maybe you're, you don't want a future with him as much as you may say you do. Hmm. Well, let me throw my two cent up in there. <laughs> <laughs> he may be sick, but he must be hung to his kneecap. Because <laughs> he's giving you something that keep you coming back, even when he's in sickness and in health. But real seriously, though, that is probably the realest part of the vows in sickness and in health. Why? You, you met that guy. You knew he was sick. So why did you continue? It's hard out here, man. I mean, I can barely take care of myself. And I know one day when I get to that point and I do get married, I mean, I'm going to take care of my wife and she may get sickly. I mean, I know that. I may put on a strong front and I look like the the epitome of health. (laughs) No, I got issues too. I mean, I've been on this earth for 45 years. I've developed some things. 
And sure enough, hopefully I can be on this earth for more than 45 years and for 45 more years. And I'm going to develop, I'm get old. I'm going to get old. And I had a frat brother tell me, you're going to, um, Nancy, I'm going to fuss at you because you left your mic open and you back there doing stuff. <laughs> but you got to find somebody that is going to be willing to wipe your backside. That's what he said to me. He said, man, I don't care how pretty she is, looks fade, but at the end of the day, you need to be with somebody who will be willing to wipe your backside. There are some people that I know who have come into these health situations. We got COVID-19. COVID shuts a person down. And even though they don't let you go into the hospital and deal with them, what about those ailments when they're coming up to it? There's a lot of things in this world that will shut you down, and you have to love that person enough to take on their waste. You do. Can you say that about the one that you love? It's real out here. I would say these are calling for conversations. You have to be real, realistic and tell this person, if you're going to deal with them, deal with them. If you're not, let them go, man. Don't waste their time. That's what I feel. You have been listening to the Darien America Show, the United States champion of justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. I will see you next Saturday. Be blessed. Be safe. And you've been listening to the Darian America Show, brought to you by WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time. This is Darian America saying thank you for tuning in.